everyone and welcome to Trash Talk. Episode 6, I believe, we're up to. Now, it's been a pretty eventful week in the NBL, but it's also been a pretty eventful week outside the NBL. Thanks to our man, Homicide, and the great man, Andrew Bogut. We're going to touch on those in a little bit, but first we'll recap a bit of the action from the weekend, especially with a bit of focus on the Melbourne versus Perth matchup, in which Melbourne put on a defensive clinic and took down Perth. Now, what are we? I'm going to start with you here, Homicide. Are we more impressed with Melbourne's performance? Or are we more worried about what's happening to the Perth Wildcats right now? Both, to be honest with you. Like, um, let's start with Melbourne. You have to give credit where credit's due. They defensively shut down the most electrifying player in this league, the best scorer in the league. I've never seen Bryce Cotton, one, miss that many shots, and two, been that pressured defensively. Like, they really made him work. So you have to credit... Uh, the Melbourne United for playing incredible defense, especially Casper Ware. One thing I do like about him is that he takes on challenges and rises to the occasion. He loves the matchup with Bryce Cotton. He, in fact, gives Bryce Cotton the most trouble defensively. Whenever Bryce Cotton is held a 40% or less shooting, they lose. This is a stat. This is, I got that from Statman. You know, and obviously he was held under 40%. And who is the guy to, that makes him? That keeps him under 40% or less, Casper um, Ware. So definitely kudos to him. Wertho, let well, me I'm hear you go. say something, man. Yeah, please say <laughs> something. <laughs> well, I don't think it's panic stations yet for the Perth Wildcats. They've lost two, uh, I mean, against the two, arguably the two best teams in the competition, as you would say, Corey. We all we think that Melbourne and Sydney are going to be there at the end. It was only a fourth quarter collapse against the Kings. I mean, they were up, what, 15 points, 17 points against Sydney? And then it's gone pear-shaped from then on. Obviously, I'm taking out the Melbourne game because that was just a horrible game for them. It was terrible. They were shit-ass. They couldn't do anything. Nick Kay was the only one that was doing something out there. Uh, besides that, like you said, Bryce Cotton had a bad game. Trico White had one point, which is unacceptable. Angus Brandt didn't back up his big game versus Bogut. Um, so maybe Josh Byrne does have everyone's number at the moment, Corey. I don't know. But I'm just I'm not ultra worried about the Wildcats yet. I still think they do have one more import up their sleeve that they can use if they want to. They need to but, use. But I'm not I'm not at panic stations just yet with the Perth Wildcats. Okay, how about this? All right. When they get a third import, when? Who are they going to fire? Because I think with the rules, you have to release one local player, right? It's something like that with the rules where you have to have, if you're going to get an import, somebody has to go. An Aussie. So is it like a development player that has to go or is it like a full-time roster player? Do you know the rules when it comes to that? Any one of you guys? Well, I'll jump in here. I'm pretty sure... The right now, because they don't have that extra import, they're elevating a development player oh, okay. to the roster temporarily. I'm pretty sure because I know that the rules, the NBL is designed to protect the Australian players. So there's no way they'd be saying you have to cut one out. We could look back to what teams have done in the past in this situation, but I'm pretty sure they're just at free will. They don't have to drop anyone off their okay. roster just to get that import player. Okay, so um, well, they're definitely well, getting you the import. You look at it. If they have to drop someone, because they have to drop someone from the rotation. Their bench at the moment is Wagstaff, Martin, Hire, Steindl, Jervis, Bague. 
Now, you could argue that Reese Vague has done a lot more than Jesse Wagstaff has done. There's no argument. You know he has. There's, There's no more. argument. There is no argument. How are we going to argue that? Sorry. Jesse Wagstaff is one for 20 from the three. One for 20. He ain't done shit. He ain't done nothing. That's the guy they relied on off the bench. Huh? Wagstaff is their 11th player right now. Exactly. Who else is coming off the bench giving him something? Nobody. Nobody. Damian Martin is going to get back into the lineup, which is very unfortunate for Mitch Norton because he's been balling. How do you manage that? You, You can't split... 50-50 50-50 time. That is the heart and soul of that team. That is the captain, the face of the Perth Wildcats. He has to play. Mitch Norton goes back to the bench. That changes the dynamics of the game. Period. Offensively, he's giving you buckets at that point guard spot. He plays great defense, and he's going to go to the bench. Clint Steindl stepped up at times for that team, but guess what? That's when um, Tariqa White was injured. You got to rock with your import. So guess what? His minutes are limited, back to limited. So you don't know what he's going to give you because he's not out there long enough. Well, they previously didn't really have a need for that extra import the way that Steindl was playing. But now that Steindl's dropped back off, as we look, that team rides and dies with how Bryce Cotton plays. 100%. Bryce Cotton, they look like the worst team in the league. Ever. They against Melbourne when Bryce Cotton wasn't firing. Nobody ever saw. First of all, you cannot rely on one person that much in this league. Yes, he's a superstar. Yes, he gives you buckets, but guess what? He was off, and look how bad they looked. They looked like shit, straight up. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, and let's be real. If it, any other team besides Sydney or Melbourne, when they come and play really hard and, you know, try to get back in the game, they would. every other team would have folded. It was because of Sydney and Melbourne stood up at the t- at the right time and kept them off and got the W. Every other team would have folded. That's when I said they peaked early. That's when I said their schedule was easy. This ain't no... I always say it. This is not a cupcake league. You have to understand. <laughs> All of the teams they played before were easier teams to beat. Yes, some of them had them on the ropes. Yes, they had to come back in some, some of those games in dramatic fashion and form, i.e. New Zealand, uh, in New Zealand, New Zealand in Perth. One of the best wins I've ever seen Perth Wildcats get. But guess what? Melbourne United is not going to fold and choke like New Zealand did. Sydney showed that they can stand up in the fourth in in Perth and get it done. Regardless of how they got it done, they got it done. These guys are in trouble. The Wildcats need to get a third import because if Bryce Cotton, he's going to get tired. He's human. Run him off the three. And his game changes. That's what Perth, that's what United did. They ran him off the three and let him get the twos, tough twos. The game changed. They need a third import. How you gonna have one point, Tariko White? You kidding me? One point? One? <laughs> All right, Rosa, you got it, man. Let me calm down. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to Clint Steindl and his drop off that we've been talking about. Um Against uh, Sydney the other night, he was a minus 11 when he was on the court in 15 minutes. He was minus 11. Against Perth, he was uh, against Melbourne, he was a minus 10. And so it really shows, like, yes, he can drop a few buckets, but he's actually hurting them on the other end of the court. He doesn't play any defense at the moment. So he really needs to pick up his game. Tariko White, we've already said, one point. Unacceptable. 
But here's the beauty of it. Why can't you play Mitch Norton and Damian Martin together now with Bryce Cotton? You can't do that. They're too small. You can't do that. They're too small. It's one reliable shooter out there. Zone the shit out of that lineup. You can do that. Who they going to guard on the other end? Because their defense is that good. Did Bryce Cotton have four or five steals the other day? Their defense is that good? When was the last time he had... You go ahead and play that lineup and watch what happens. You play that lineup and watch what happens. Play that lineup and watch what happens. What will happen? Okay, who Bryce Cotton going to guard? Who's going to guard a three-man? Post work. Straight to the post. Straight to the post. They could harass you in the open court. No one plays out of the post anymore. This is not a post-up league. Put that no lineup on the post. court. The three-man is going right to the block. Melbourne even took Mitch McCarron. Mitch yeah, McCarron to Bryce Cotton down block. the block. DJ Kennedy, those are buckets. Put that lineup. Please put that lineup on the court. You kidding me? Okay, then they'll just clap in on Josh Burns because he can't shoot a three. <laughs> I'm saying rolling with those three guys a little bit more. That's no. what I'm saying. No. Okay, were those saying roll with them? Corey's saying cut it. Corey's saying cut everyone. On the Perth Wildcats roster. And shout out to Corey's Twitter. If you follow him on Twitter, posting the sinking ship immediately after the game. <laughs> That's got to be the biggest trigger warning for Perth Wildcats fans this year. Now, let me tell you about that sinking ship. How about somebody put me in a Perth Wildcats chat group on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Perth Wildcats. It's called NBA for Life. They put me in it. And could you imagine the shit I'm talking in there? Oh, God. As soon as the game was over, I posted that sinking ship. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> well, just as we give Corey a minute to calm down on his uh, love for the Perth Wildcats, I've tried to get this one out of you a couple of times. One of my greatest memories of when you were playing was what you did to Damien Martin's poster. <laughs> Do you care to elaborate to those who don't know that story? Or maybe you're just newer NBL fans and weren't around during that era. Yo, honestly... We can get back to that in a minute. Let's talk Let's talk about what the people want to know. <laughs> let's talk about what the people want to talk about. Andrew Bogut and Corey Williams. Ding, 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 of, ding, ding. We had a bit of an, of an exchange on social media. I'm going to back it up and tell you how it all began. Based off of what I've seen so far in this league, First of all, the Sydney Kings are the team to beat, I believe. Definitely. I said in the preseason, when they sign Bogut, give the Kings the ring. I said they're going to win the championship, okay? Started off a little bit. The ship was not was was choppy. It started off choppy. People thought they were going to be 0-3. All right? Andrew Bogut has impacted this league in a tremendous way. On okay. and off the court. On and off the court. He's leading the league in rebounding. He's leading the league in blocks. He has the biggest presence interior-wise, defensively, in this league. Because of that, this team is in the position that they are in. Okay, I believe they're in second place at the moment. They're on a four-game win streak. Today will be five after they beat Cairns. Going, in, going back home to face a team they lost to twice, Melbourne United. Okay. I believe it's going to be either him or Bryce Cotton to win MVP of the league. Let me be clear with that. Now, I posted a video a week ago stating his, he's, his kryptonite is Josh Boone. He's dominated every big man in this league except Josh Boone. And because of that, they've lost two games against Josh Boone. 
uh, the day after that, I posted that and at him in it. When I'm talking to somebody or at them, I tag them so they know I'm talking about them. I don't want people to say, oh, I talk behind people's back. No, I'm talking to you. The next day or the day after, he posted a subtle tweet saying, you know, I have a disdain for people in media, sports media that say, that try to create rivalries that aren't there. It's so see-through like a glass. It's see-through like glass. Hashtag do better. The next day, Angus Brandt on national radio goes and calls him an idiot. The day before, he's playing against Bogut. I like Bogut, but the way he acts sometimes, he carries on like a pork chop. I'm Australian, so what I heard the term acts like a pork chop means is you act like an idiot. So technically, he called him an idiot. (laughs) So I put a video up immediately and said, no way. Is Bogut going to let that ride? I look forward to watching this game, and I got the best seat in the house. So I go, I watch the game. Angus Brent, straight up and down, bust his ass. Had a double-double in the third quarter. Bogut, four fouls, six points, six rebounds, no blocks, zero impact on the game. David Ware shoots the shit out of it. Uh, the, the Sydney Kings step up as Andrew Bogut was on the, on the bench with four fouls. They end up winning the game. David Ware, hell of a game. Jerome Randall balled out. Daniel Kickett balled out. Everybody stepped up, and because of that, they got the win. Brad Newley, great fucking defense in the last five minutes of that game on Tariqo White. Got the steal at the end, the turnover, they win the game. I post the next morning, Saturday morning, before I get on the flight to Perth and said, oh, and let's be clear, Andrew Bogut, I named his stats, and I said, hashtag, do better. And I also said, I respect a man who can talk shit and back it up. So I respect Angus Brandt for that. I get off the flight. Andrew Bogut goes into his his pretty, pretty much his emotional rant and says, I'm a mini Stephen A. Smith, and I've been a stat chaser my career, and the NBL pays me to be controversial, and this is the only job I could have. So that's I just wanted everybody to get caught up to speed with what's going on with the back and forth on social media. But, you know, that's what it was. So my response to all of that was I was on overtime and I just pretty much put up the numbers. And he struggled his last games against those two big men. So my point is, to wrap it all up, in order for the Sydney Kings to win a championship, you must go through Perth Wildcats and Melbourne United. And those are the two big men he struggles against. So that's the only way they're going to win is if he matches up and outplays those two bigs. That's it. That's my my point. So go ahead, Wurdo. Did Sydney beat Perth? Oh, my God. Yo, listen. Did he have an impact on the game? It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. You're lying. You're full of shit. Wertho, are you? You, Wertho, you, out of anybody. If I called you an idiot, if I called you an idiot, if I said, you know what? You're a fucking idiot, too. (laughs) And guess what? If I said, Wertho, you know what? I like Wertho. You know, I like him as a player. I respect him as a player because he can play. But off the court, see you next Tuesday. Right? Right. And we play the same position the day before I see you. 
and you see me, what are you going to do to me the next day? Mm-hmm. We can talk about what we used to do all we want. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I can't believe this. What? But the fact is, this man might be the MVP of the league. <sighs> this man doesn't care if he scores 1 point, 10 points, 20 points. All he cares about is that their team wins. And if he was out of line, he would have tried to force his way back on the court in the fourth quarter. Oh, my he God. Was, he, did you have a bad game in Perth? Did you ever have a bad game in Perth? No man has you ever, ever in, in my life anywhere in the world Call me an idiot. And I play the same position as he played the day before I, I play can, him. Can I, can I argue this? And he though? comes can I argue this and though? busts my ass. No can I way. Argue this and though? I don't show up? Come on, B. That's because you're the point guard. You get the ball. Bokit doesn't get the ball enough in the offense to start off with. Oh, my goodness. You had the point guard coming up the court all the time. You could dictate what happens. That is we the gotta most remember full that of Bogut shit. Plays with Jerome Yo, Randall. What does that mean? That my man, he doesn't have any, give he doesn't me whether the he gets fucking the ball, or not. ball. That's what you said. Did he get the ball in the post in that game? <sighs> Did he get the ball in the post against Josh Boone? Did he get the ball in the post? I'm asking you. In either game. Yes, he did. Boone. Yes, he did. All right, how many, how many times? Hey, whose fault? That's not my fault. I know it's not your fault. Why they not throwing? Why they not making an argument? Why is he not saying? Why they not throwing him the ball? He's just saying. Why they not throwing him the ball? How many times he got the ball against Sean Long? Let's go. How many times he got the ball against Sean Long? Who's New Zealand's point guard? I don't know. Shay Ealy. All right, he's not he's not scoring. All right, so he has to pass other way. Oh no! There's an advantage there. There is an advantage there. That's why he's getting the ball. That's why. You're saying you're there ain't saying no advantage against Josh Boone. Not against you're Josh Boone. No. <laughs> no. No. You're kidding yourself. You're okay. kidding yourself. How about this? Sydney on Sunday, we're going to see what's what. We are. Okay. Before we jump into that we game, because we can talk big on that game, I just want to add my two cents in. <laughs> I like to keep quiet on a lot of these matters. But, like, I love Andrew Bogut. I love Corey Homicide-Williams. The thing I love most about this situation is American sport is so good with their transparency between guys calling out the media and no one gets butthurt. Like, I love your tweet about it because it was true. Got called out and didn't back it up, even though he's potentially the MVP of this league. I think he's a deserving MVP of this league. And I love Bogut's tweet as well. Coming back at it, that's how it should be. Media journalists need to be held accountable. And Bogut's been outspoken on that regard, even with the recent Matt Jack Daw stuff been outspoken in that regard, where media just needs to sometimes just take a step back and understand their position. What happened they with need Magic held- Door? That was, we, we won't go into that too much. Oh, you know, okay. We're a basketball podcast, but of course he's dealing with a lot of uh, you know, mental issues and I, I don't oh. think it's my place to speak on it. But of course our thoughts are with him and, and his family at this time. But there's certain areas that the media jump into and, and stuff like, I loved what you said, but I also love the response from Andrew Bogan. Right. Like it's beautiful, and it creates this debate, and it starts. Right. It's people talking about the league. It's it's everything like that, and and now moving in, it's it's also helped turning this Sydney Melbourne clash, which doesn't need any. You don't need to throw any logs on that fire because that's going to be a massive game. Who have you got in that one? Melbourne United. I got Melbourne United. Sydney Kings have yet to beat Melbourne United. They're the champs. Okay, all Melbourne did though was win at home. 
Real champions win on the road. That's just a fact. So this is a huge game. We all know he has to step up for that team to win. Josh Boone is playing his worst basketball this season. And he was doing the same thing before they played the Kings the first time. I guarantee time, and then you he he'll be up. ready. And he stepped up. I from the guarantee Kings you Josh Boone will be ready. Oh, there's a chip on the shoulder of Josh Boone for sure. Oh, you sure. better believe it. From the beginning of the year. From his from this time in the NBA. Yeah. I already know. So Bogut had a fantastic career in the fantastic. NBA. Fantastic. And Josh Boone, don't get me wrong, amazing player. Played well when he was in the NBA. but Didn't just have didn't, a fantastic year. See, it, career in the NBA. It didn't work out for but him. But guess what? They're seeing each other now. So I know it stems from back then. Definitely. Where though, jump in on that one. I've, I've got the Sydney Kings in this one. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you just, no, no. Can I just say, you just said champions win on the road. Did <laughs> Melbourne beat Perth and Perth? Yes or no? They got robbed. You I don't, don't want to hear that Rob bullshit. Did they win? Yes or no? <laughs> so no. Sydney travels from New Zealand, where they were stuck in customs for six and a half hours, got the win there, travels all the way to Perth, got the win there, Travelled back to Illawarra, got the win there. They're the best team in the competition right now. They are. I cannot, Melbourne, I Melbourne cannot United, dispute that. Melbourne United, they just won last week, and it was a good win versus <laughs> the uh, disrespect. Perth. But the week before, but the week before, they dropped two to Brisbane. <laughs> yep. So at the moment, um, Sydney's the better team. I'm going with Sydney. Okay. Look, what you just said makes sense. Totally makes sense. But I know every position is pretty much even. It matches up all the way around, one through four. That five position is the difference maker. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Whoever wins that matchup, and mind you, Josh Boone offensively, that's not his thing. Okay? He's just there to make this big guy, Bogut, ineffective. And that's what he's going to do. Bogut is going to have an absolute blinder to shove it up your ass. To quite, put it quite frankly, <laughs> he's going to have a blinder and say, "Fuck you, Corey. Okay. This is what I do. Okay. I don't even know who Josh Boone is. Okay. That's I, why he's going to fucking dominate." And I hope he tweets that out word for word at the end of the game. I hope he. I hope that happens. I hope Bogut has an absolute blinder and tweets something out because you know what I would love. I would love to get Bogut on this show. <laughs> I would love to get Bogan on this show, and I'm not sure if Sportsman have reached out or what's happened, but I would love the opportunity, not only just me as a big Bogan fan, to talk to Bogan, but to see you guys go back and forth on a, on a multitude of matters, whether right. it be basketball, whatever it is. I just want to see you two go head-to-head. I guarantee you he won't come on this show. You don't reckon? I don't reckon, because after they lose and he gets outplayed Saturday, why would he want to come on the show? Talk to me. <laughs> Bogan, if you do want to come on, we can remove everyone else from the studio and we can just talk you and me one-on-one and we'll just talk about your fantastic career. <laughs> no, so you're saying he wouldn't come on the show because he'd be too embarrassed? I believe so. Bang. A lot of people can't handle you're being... You're killing our ratings, man. Look, a lot of people can't handle being proven wrong. I'm one of those people. I can handle being proven wrong. If I'm wrong, No problem. So you reckon it's not a two-way street with Bogut? I believe in this matter. I don't know him personally, but I believe in this manner. Because here's your chance. Listen, I'll talk different if you show me different. What I said last year about Bryce Cotton. He ain't this, he ain't that. He showed me different. How do I talk now? 
Bryce Cotton's a fucking stud. Period. At one point last year, I said, Casper Wig gonna get his ass busted by Sosa. He's bust Sosa ass. I said, Shannon Shorter <laughs> is locking that shit up. He bust Shannon Shorter ass. What do I say now? Casper Ware is the best two-way guard in the league. You show me different, I talk different. That's it. So we've got Melbourne, Sydney, I mean, coming up against the Cairns Taipans first. Let's not forget about that one because that's one of those bogey oh, games. Oh, my goodness, yo. Because you know what happens when a team focuses, because everybody knows that Sydney are totally focusing on the Melbourne game on the Sunday. That's where all the scouting's going. That's where all the focus is going. They're the games that you can drop. You got to be careful there. <laughs> you can put a perf- you can put perfume on the pig right now, but that pig's gonna smell awful nice if they're spending all that time scouting Melbourne, <laughs> working out for that game. And then that's all the players are thinking about. That's all Bogut's thinking about. He doesn't care about coming up against Cairns. Well, he better because Nate Jawai's there. I would rest him if I'm Sydney. Oh, I'm resting Bogut. Well, you don't even need him. You don't need Bogut. You you need him against Melbourne. As you said, it's the biggest matchup of the game. I'm resting Bogut. Well, I don't reckon Bogut even trains, so I think he's pretty rested. Yeah, he I think I, I think they've got a bit of a veteran group, and if I'm going off the way that the Melbourne Tigers used to be when Andrew Gage used to run around, I mean, that starting five hardly ever trains with <laughs> Coates and Bradshaw and all that. So I'm assuming that they're probably going to be along the same lines, and I I don't think that they'll do much in the way of training. So I think he's pretty rested. And let's remember, like an NBA schedule is much different to an NBL schedule. You don't have to do as much travel. You don't have to do as much as far as the games, how many you play, the minutes you play, and all that sort of stuff. So he'll play tonight. Um, he'll have a big game. I mean, Nate, Nate and. Bogut will be a fun matchup to watch. Uh, Trimble and Randall will be fun to watch. And then after that, we can just only hope and pray that Cairns can make a few buckets. Are we willing to make any sort of personal wager? doesn't have to be money here. Because I'm saying Cairns get this game. I'm saying the city... Schedule loss? <laughs> like no, 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 I'm saying schedule loss. I'm not saying schedule <laughs> loss, but I'm saying Cairns get this game. No. I think all the focus well, for Sydney is on Melbourne. And I've seen it happen time and time again... These are the bogey games, for lack of a better term. These are the bogey <laughs> games that you drop, especially as a top team. No, this team is too good to drop this game. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I see think, next week. See what we're talking about. I think. Yeah, and, and just and just just so you know, Cairns over the first uh, three quarters of all home games this year are minus thirteen. In the fourth quarter alone at home, there are minus forty six. Wow. They have not won a fourth quarter. They haven't come close to it. They were up versus New Zealand last week by three points and end up losing by 11. They turned the ball over way too much. They have no value for the ball. They have no value for defense. Until those things get fixed, and as Corey would say, show me that you can change, unfortunately, it's going to be a long, long year for the Titans. I do not think they will win another game this year. I don't know who I don't know who they're going to beat. I think they've lost so much. They don't know how to win. And the backcourt is too young and inexperienced in international play to know how to pull the team together and get it done. They don't have that experience on that team. Who's the leaders? There's no leaders. There and you I'll, go. I'll tell you this. 
because I've seen, I've seen, and this will be my final point on Cairns. We're moving on. <laughs> I got one more point on Cairns. I got one more. I got to add one more thing in before we move on. But jump, jump ahead. Go ahead. Never, never before have we seen an import one, two, and three before. I think individually they all have their strengths in Trimble, Newble, and Hall. Hall's been playing a lot better the last five rounds. I think he's averaging about fourteen and a half points a game. DJ Newville, he does a little bit of everything. Trimble, we know he plays offense. Mate Jawai is the only other person that has produced this season. Besides that, they have been a bunch of uh, inconsistent players. Rob Lowe hasn't panned out how they wanted. Jared Kenny hasn't done much. Uh, Dexter Kearns Drew, he obviously he's injured at the moment, but hasn't seen a whole lot of court time. Lucas Walker came from Perth, hasn't done a whole lot. If I'm the Cairns Taipans moving forward, I say, sorry, veterans, you all have to go. I would have started recruiting college kids two months ago, and Cairns becomes like a university team with imports and just say, this is your draw card. If you come to Cairns, you will get playing time because at the moment, you look across the league, every other team has a young superstar that they can look forward to in the future. Every other team. Who does the Cairns Titans have as a young player that they can look forward to in the future? They don't have one. Facts. And that needs to change. Well, the hard thing with the import stuff is you look at Cairns imports, Mallow Trimble, we'll mainly focus on Mallow Trimble and Devon Hall here. Two of the most high-caliber imports in the league in terms of flat-out talent, like both really NBA-level guys. But it just goes to show that you look at Illawarra, imports that aren't as good in Cedric Jackson enjoyed it yet, but they're experienced. They've played pro ball for a long time. And there's so much to be said for just being an import that's a journeyman, having played in Europe, having played in all these places. You learn how to win. You learn how to deal with all the bullshit. So one thing that Cairns are struggling with is they've got these two young guys as the head of the monster, and it's just not how you win games. Definitely youth versus experience. You take experience any day, and this is a classic example of it. Good point, Felix. Hey, I come in with a couple every now and again. But anyway, that's enough NBL talk for today. We jump into the NBA action. I get the feeling, where though, you've got a little info on Anthony Davis. Now, the Lakers in Boston are both... As much as we wish that the Lakers in Boston rivalry was there on mm. the court, it's not really at the moment. Both teams kind of suck. Actually, LA starting to, <laughs> LA's starting to jump up. Boston are a little bit better. But we just don't have that championship head-to-head anymore. Hopefully, we have it soon. But both of them are going to be fighting off the court for the services of Anthony Davis come this offseason. Got any word on that, were though? Anthony Davis is going to be an L.A. Laker. <sighs> Anthony Davis used to be uh, represented by CAA. And he ditched CAA recently to who? Rich Paul. Rich Paul. Oh, the, the old... agent for? LeBron. LeBron's just going to monopolize this league. For the past two years, from a source that's close to me, for the last two years, he's always said that he wanted to be back in LA. So now he's moved the little chess pieces. Now, if I'm the Lakers, what are you willing to give up? Whatever it takes. Everyone but Kuzma. Keep Kuzma. Keep LeBron. Keep Anthony Davis. If both swing it together, that's something special. Really special. Don't bring Carmelo Anthony in. Whatever you do, don't bring Carmelo Anthony in. But from what I've heard, he will become a Laker, if not through the trade, when he becomes a free agent, he'll end in Los Angeles. Wow. Who else does Rich Paul have that could potentially end up in Los Angeles? Because we know that if he's taken 
and trying to get Anthony he Davis has there. LeBron James, and that's all that matters. But he's also he's got other guys. He's got Tristan Thompson. He's got other guys that he can. He's pretty much because the agency is also owned by LeBron James. If the Lakers get Anthony Davis, they are set for the next ten years. I'm surprised there's no NBA regional laws or anything <laughs> stopping someone owning <laughs> a fucking agency with multiple players. Like LeBron James owning that agency. I forgot what? Do you know what the word name of the agency is? Were Um. Rich Paul's the head of it, no. but can't exactly remember the agency name. But to own that, and you can then manipulate where guys go, because I know that Rob Polinka, when he took the Lakers GM job, had to give up his role with his agency because he was Kobe's Laker. He was Kobe's agent. He was he's Dante. He was Dante Exum's agent, and then another guy, Brandon Rosenthal, took that agency over. So I'm not sure how the bylaws of the NBA have let that one slide, but so be it. So be it. And what's the movie where they say bylaw? What's a bylaw? <laughs> <laughs> I can't exactly remember. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter unless you're Chris Paul trying to get to the Lakers. Outside of that, that's it. What a collateral fuck up that was in the history of the NBA with what we've seen happen since then. Yeah, with all the big three movements since that point. I mean, and David Stern still protects it to this day. But interesting, nonetheless. AD and Lakers colors definitely lifts the Lakers profile tenfold into a future. So you heard it here first. Were those said that AD is going to the Lakers? I've said that Kansas is going to beat Sydney tonight to the displeasure of a lot of my friends that do play for the Sydney Kings. But anyway, that's all we've got time for on Trash Talk for this week. Corey Homicide Williams over here. He's wearing his tank top. He's been working out in the gym, getting ready to go up there and hang out with Wertho and Cairns, maybe on the beach. Getting a bit of action there. Checking his bank card at the moment. I don't know what's going on over here. But anyway, that is all we've got time for. Don't forget that the Sportsbet is running the NBL downtown competition. So make sure, don't forget to send in your videos of you shooting it from downtown, from the freeway, wherever you like. Upload them to Sportsbet at sportsbet.com.au for your chance to win an amazing prize. Playing with an NBL team at practice, running out with the team, a whole bunch of great stuff going on there. But anyway, that's all we got time for. Follow these guys on Twitter, at C Homicide, at Wertho33, and at Felix Hoff. Thanks for tuning in.